sound, 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 one, 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 two, three. One, two, three, 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 one, two, three. Hello. Hello, everyone. Good morning. One, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, I think. Ah, so glad to be back here this morning. I hope you had, had so far a great week. Let, just for the kind of my own curiosity, how many of you had attended our five seminars so far? Or four? This, okay, good. Give my hand to these faithful uh, friends here. All right. Thanks, thanks for coming, supporting here. At, uh, thanks. To, some of you have shared some, uh, some suggestions, and I will love all the suggestions you can give us. So don't be shy to pull us on the side, even at the end of today, and say, you know what, I like this, but I don't like this. I think you could do this better. You know, we always, and we usually pass out in all seminars, uh, we pass out an evaluation sheet also, but today, um, since it's just, we're just guests here, we didn't do it, but don't, don't just, just share with us. We have also at the bottom of every handout, uh, our email is there. So you can just send us an email if you're shy about, you know, telling us something right now, but then you think about later, send us an email. You know, we like to improve. Um, we like to know what works, what doesn't work. Um, and so some of you have been gracious enough to do that already, and we'd love to hear more, more about that. Anything you want to say to our, our, our crowd today? Well, just that I'm so sorry it's Friday already. Yeah, yeah. We've been having a good time with you guys. It's been a wonderful experience being here with you guys and sharing um, time together, fellowship, and growing together. And um, I really encourage you to keep coming. We've talked to people that say they've been coming for 10 years, for 18 years, um, and even more. And from far away, we've met several people from Florida. Yes, we met a lady a couple days ago. And she has been coming here since she was, well, not here, but to the oh, yeah. camp meetings, she was, since she was 18 years old, and she's 57. So anybody here can top that? Any of you have been coming here? Yeah. You, how, since when you were been coming to camp meeting? You're four. Oh, see, let's give my hand here. Wow. Somebody to top it off. Oh, congratulations. 14 years old, and, and you're... I didn't you did missed. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, but that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Do you know someone that has been longer? I've been, no, not longer than that, but I've been coming since I was 10. 10. All right. And you don't want to uh, say how old you are. No, <laughs> okay. no. Don't tell <laughs> us. All right. Good deal. You, you do have something that is absolutely amazing. We, we've gone to several places, several conferences, and, and yet to find something as remarkable as yours. So again, I think I mentioned that two days ago. Send out a little note to your president, to your leaders, and, and commend them for the work they do. Because uh, they, you know, you pay something, but I, I assure you, if you were to pay what the conference is putting to sponsor, to um, subsidize this, you will be paying tremendous amount of money. Yeah, we'll probably some of us won't be able to even come. So just encourage them because that helps them to know that what they're doing is it's working. All right? Well, this morning is one of our most exciting topics. And so I'm glad you're here this morning. This is one of the most exciting topics we like to do. So why don't we start with uh, giving out something today? I'm going to give out a gift. And uh, I know that everybody here is not a couple. Some people are here without their spouses. But we would like to ask among the couples that are here, yeah. 
Who would be the couple that's been married the longest? Couple that's been married the longest. Starting with 50 years. 48 next week. Next week. Anybody more than 48? Let's give a hand to this couple here. Can you join us here just a moment? Can you come and join us? All right, all right. We like to do something a little special here. Just explain it to them. I'll see if I find my little bag here. So they, oh, what, what is that? Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to give you a gift of 101 creative date ideas. Would that be a good number to start with? Good, good number, number, right? <laughs> 101 ideas. Fun. Okay. Dating. In the little booklet, there are, it's divided by what kind of activity they, you know, you want to do. There is outdoor activities or expectator dates, food, indoors. And the ones that have an arrow going down means that those are very inexpensive or no cost at all. You like Taka. that, so you like those. There we go. Yeah, we put a lot of those, see? So, what we're going to do, you know, when you're at home and you don't know what to do and you're bored and you want to go out but you don't know what to do, you're going to, well, before you get bored, right, there is this page in here. You can make a, cup, make a copy, cut out the little numbers, and you're going to put it in a special place. And then when you're bored, then you have him pull out a ticket. Okay. Yes, yes. And you say, okay, honey, we're going on a date today. What are we going to do? I don't know. Number 68, you just pull one from the book. Okay? So, so you, gonna you're going you're gonna to take her on a date, okay? Right. i tell you what. Let, let's, let's do this today. You, you're going you're gonna to read the number that she's going to tell you. But you have to, when you find out what it is, what the date is, you have to tell her in a romantic way. You know, like the way you've you done it for 40, how many Eight years? Eight years. 48 years, you know. So you're an expert, right? Is he an expert? Yeah. So pull out the number. You know what number it is. Tell him what number it is. You find it there. 22. All right. You're going to do a 22. Do we have sound here, Pastor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bates? Sound, sound, sound here? Yeah, it's All right. good. All right. Number 22 is take a fun class together. Agree on taking a class where you can both learn something new and enjoy being study partners together. You, they need a different number because they've been doing that all week, have they? <laughs> Photography class yeah. together. Okay, but now this is something for the future. It's not something okay. that you have done. So you may have to get another number because that, that one is, <laughs> that one is uh, okay, another number. Let's find another number that you haven't done, so it is, it is reserved for next week. 71. 71. All right, 71. All right. 71. Go to a carob outlet together. Twice a year is healthier. Uh, so what are you taking her next week? Sweetheart, we're going to find a place to get, go to a, care, a chocolate outlet, a carob outlet. <laughs> chocolate outlet. Let's give my hand to this couple. It's going to have some fun. All right. Thank you. That's for you. You can keep it with you. Yeah, that's for you. All right. Let's, uh, let's, do, the, let's do one more couple. We got one more for one more. Couples being married the least years. We got one that has been married for almost 48 years. Do we have a couple that's been married here one day? You married yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. All right. A month. Between a month and six months. Between uh, six months and a year. Okay. A year, between a year and five years. All right. Between five years and 
Five years and ten years. Uh huh. You, ten. You've been married ten years. You probably are the one the closest. Anybody under ten? Let's let's give let's give my hand to this couple. Come over here. Come over here this morning. Come on over here. Ten years of of marriage. Come and join us. We are just about to just do a little something here for you. 101 ideas how to have fun as a couple. All right? Is that good? That's good. That be good enough? Yes. So you you heard the explanations already, right? You were here. Okay, so you pull out the number, and then you find the number, and you tell her where you're going to take her next week. Okay? All right? Tell me what number that is. Two. Number two. Find number two right there in your... In your, in your... He wasn't here. So oh, he wasn't here, or he's, he's trying to get... Okay, read number two loud. Go to the beach or a lake. Yay! <laughs> next week? Next week. Where are you taking her next week? To the beach. Why, no, um... Yeah. We're going to Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. Let's give my hand to this couple. Hey, next week. Thank you. Thank you for participating. All right. Now, for some of you who uh, might like to have the 101 ideas, later on we'll tell you how you can get it for free also. All right? Okay. So we're going to get you started here this morning with a video clip. We'll see if uh, we have the sound here for this video. Mmm. Now something smells good. Oh, hey. Hey. Pasta primavera? No, lasagna. Oh, did you go to all that trouble for me? Actually, lean cuisine went to all that trouble. I'm just heating up a frozen brick of it. Smells good. So where are the kids? They both just went down for late naps. Aaron had two meltdowns this afternoon, and Tommy couldn't sleep with all the screaming, so he's created the various piles of messes you see around you. They both just went to sleep half an hour ago. Oh, man, what a great Valentine's present. Huh? That gives us, like, what, an hour? To do what? You know. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, come on! It's Valentine's Day, you know? And the kids are asleep, and you're awake. I mean, do you have any idea... How rare the likelihood of this happening again in our immediate future is? I mean, you know what? This is like Haley's Comet, come to visit. We need to take advantage of the situation before it passes us by. Dan, I'm not on the same page as you. I mean, look at this place. Look at this kitchen. There's enough debris under the table alone to make us an ample dinner. I've got, I've got to pick up toys. There's clean laundry. There's dirty laundry. I still need to vacuum the living room. So let's just leave all that, and then, you know what? We'll come back. We'll take care of it later. But then the kids will be up. Right, which is why we need to take a fly and leap over all this stuff and go have some fun. Dan, come on. I'm just not there. I mean, if you haven't picked up on it, I've had a pretty terrible day. I know. Well, I need you to just pick up on a few clues here and just... What? Hold me. Yeah, sure. Tommy had diarrhea in the grocery store. Right at checkout. Really? Uh, <clears throat> bad? Bad. 
big. Bigger than he is. That's bad. That's big. I changed him in the restroom. The fumes were so bad that two people who came in immediately turned and left. <laughs> Then it turns out I forgot to bring an extra diaper. All I had in my bag was a bib. <laughs> so I put it on him. I snapped his pants over it. And then when I came out, I heard someone saying that the ladies' room smelled like a nuclear waste site. <laughs> That was bad. Oh, it was very bad. Anything else? Biological? No. I'm too tired to talk through the temper tantrums. Oh, you had a bad afternoon. Oh, I did. Mm. It could get a lot better, though. <laughs> We still got 53 minutes left. What? You asked me to hold you. Yeah, just hold me. That's it. What do you mean? That's it? Like that's what you're deciding? That's it? No, I don't mean it like that. Look, I'm just not in the mood. And having taken a look at myself in the mirror between temper tantrums, I'm not sure what's put you in a mood by looking at me. <laughs> I mean, why now? Why do you want to do this? Because it's Valentine's Day. And I don't know. On the ride home, you know, I got to thinking about our first Valentine's together, and you made me that pasta primavera, and you served it wearing that white shimmery nightgown, you know, that I used to love. And then afterwards, you rubbed my feet and read me poetry. I don't remember that part. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Yeats, the Pilgrim Soul in You. And then afterwards, you read me that list of all the reasons why you loved me. Right, and then afterwards we went to bed. Remember, and we had the most amazing. Is that Tommy? Is that... What? Oh no, no, no! It's nothing. I'm sorry. Then what happened? It was a great Valentine's. Yeah, it was. I remember it, and and it was before we had kids and mortgages and diarrhea and. How can I have a romantic thought when I'm standing in a patch of sticky apple juice? Why do we have to let that stop us? You know, I can't remember the last time we made love the way we used to. Well, I can't remember the last time you rubbed my feet or talked to me beyond where to get spare parts for the lawnmower. I mean, when was the last time you asked me about my day and you really listened? If you're talking about right now, I was listening. I was also aware of a very thin time margin, which is almost over by now. You know. <laughs> At least I'm trying, Lauren. I'm trying to initiate something. Sometimes I feel like you are so into being a mom. There's no room left for me. You know. Sometimes I feel like I've just lost you. You do? Yeah. You know what? We used to have fun together. Yeah, we did. You used to think my jokes were funny. They used to be funny. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. I mean, they still are. It's just, I don't know what you're asking. I mean, how do I just snap into being the lover when I can barely think at the end of the day? I'm tired too. I know. I know. It's nothing compared to what you go through. But still, I mean, what do we do about this? You know what? I, I miss you, and I'm not just talking about sex, okay? I miss you. I mean, how do I find you again? Just hold me.
Sometimes I miss me too. Sometimes I just need you to remind me that inside all this stuff of being a mom, that there's still me. That you still love me. And sometimes I just need that. Honey, I love you. I love all of you. How's it go? When you are old and gray and full of sleep and nodding by the fire, take down, take down this book and slowly read and dream of the look your eyes had once and of their shadows deep. How many loved your moments of glad grace and loved your beauty with love false or true. But one man loved the pilgrim soul in you and loved the sorrows of your changing face. You remembered. I did. I kind of surprised myself. <laughs> that was nice. I mean, that was really nice. Now, there's Tommy. I'll, I'll go get him. No, no, I'll go get him. I'll go get him, and then after we get the kids in bed, I'll rub your feet, all right? I don't even mind it if you fall asleep. Well, that would be nice. And I'll help you pick up. What is this all of a sudden? It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thanks. Nah, seriously. I mean, I'll help you pick up, and I'll vacuum. I like vacuuming. I like it when you vacuum. In fact, I've never told you this. But there's something very sexy about you when you're vacuuming. How come you never told me that before? <laughs> I don't know. I guess you haven't vacuumed in a while. <laughs> well, maybe I'll vacuum more often. Yeah. Vacuuming and poetry. I think we might have discovered something here. <laughs> all right, all right. Good stuff, isn't it? Some of you are here with your spouse, and we'll have you do a little exercise here. For those of you who are not, I want you to kind of think about it when you get with your spouse. For those of you who are single, I want to think about what you're going to tell your spouse when you marry. But I'm going to ask the husbands to, right now, ask the question. Turn to your spouse, your, your wife, husbands, and ask your spouse this question. When do I look the sexiest to you? Come on, husbands. Ask the question. And wives, you need to answer that. You might want to answer that in the ear. You don't want probably nobody else to hear. But, but husbands, ask the question. When... Do I look the sexiest to you? There is always something that a husband does at home that a wife finds him sexy. Irresistible. <laughs> Do you know? Wives, are you, are you saying it? Come on, wives. This is your turn. This is your moment. Take advantage. Don't waste it. You will never have it this easy again. <laughs> All right. Some wives are thinking, because the husbands haven't vacuumed in a while. Is that right? You haven't vacuumed in a while? That's not it. 
now, um, to be fair, to be fair, uh, why don't you wives ask the husbands, when do I look the sexiest to you? Come on, wives. That's easy. That, that's easy, right? They just have to walk in the room. They just have to walk in the room. That's it. Makes very, very, very easy. Well, you know, the reality is that it is part of marriage to be excited about one another. Amen? I was only one person to say amen to that. <laughs> let, me, let me say that again. It is part of marriage that you are excited about one another. Amen. There we go. You know, don't be shy about it, you know? Because when you married, when you, when you proposed, you were very excited about each other. Now, if you were here Monday, we did touch a little bit of what happens through the years. But that has never been God's plan that you lose your excitement for one another. That is never God's plan that you come to a point in your marriage where you say, whatever, you know, just, we're just roommates. We're just used to being here, you know, I'm stuck with you. You're stuck with me. I'm bold. And 25 years Overweight, 25 pounds overweight, you know, it's like, whatever it is. No, marriage can never come to a point where you are stagnant and never excited about your spouse. You are to be excited for one another until death do you part. Does that make sense? All right? Not even a kiss anymore, just shaking hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it happens. It happens. So this morning what we'd like to talk about is what are some of the secrets that we must remain, not secrets anymore, but they must be complete part of our lives so you, you, you never lose the excitement. I've been working um, on this for the last two years. We've been married for 22 years, going on 23 years of marriage. And... I, I really was very neglectful the first 10 years of my life. And I think we, we neglected each other for the first 10 years of our marriage. And we reached a point in our marriage where we didn't look irresistible to one another anymore. And what happens when you don't look irresistible to one another? What is the temptation that you face now? You have to find somebody that looks irresistible to you. And that's what happens to hundreds of marriages today. We have hundreds of marriages that they lost the enchantment that they have for one another. And the reason is because they abandoned some things that were absolutely crucial throughout the marriage. So why don't you tell us a little bit about friendship? If we talk, Want to start with that for just a moment? Well, uh, Monday we saw a little bit of the things that tend to fade away from marriage. And uh, the one topic that we picked for today was, um, it's been the topic of friendship. And we believe the friendship is the 
other most important elements in marriage. Just because that's the way you started. You started as being what? Friends. Friends. And not just friends, but you were best friends. So much that you kind of abandoned your group of friends to be with this person. Because this person fulfilled your soul, your inner needs, your emotional needs. And, and this person you could trust. You could tell this person anything and everything. And then when it comes to marriage, friendship is the thing number one that breaks down. So that's why we, we believe friendship is very, very important in marriage because that's the number one separation. Like you said, your, your uh, relatives, they became strangers, right? That's the first thing that disappears in marriage, that friendship, that emotional connection starts to break down, and then eventually, if that's lost, then physical separation will come, and then it just goes. And as you notice in the little video here, the busyness of life, especially for those of you who still have young kids at home, that can be, that can be a challenge. When you have younger children at home, and you don't intentionally set aside to, to maintain the friendship that brought you together, it, it, it will create more and more separation and, and distance from one another. And you can get lost in that. And the relationship begins to suffer throughout the years if you're not um, uh, intentionally working toward, toward that. So this morning, we're going to have you do your handout. We have just a few minutes today. We have a lot to cover, but we'll try to get you there. So you're going to help us to fill in the blanks. We're going to give you 10 secrets to become that irresistible spouse or to continue to be that irresistible spouse that your spouse needs. You don't want your spouse to ever look at the neighbor, at the co-worker, or at a church member because she is looking more irresistible than you're looking or he is looking more irresistible than you're looking. So you have to really work, and that's what I've been trying to do the last 10 years. The last 10 years, I've been working on becoming the most irresistible man to this wife here. Am I, am I getting there yet or, or not? Am I, am I, just keep it up every just, day. Just, okay. Don't forget it. Don't all right, forget it. All right. I'm, I'm trying my best. The last 10 years been hard work. I said, I'm going to become the most irresistible husband in the world. And, and it's, still, it's hard work. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and says, what am I going to do today to be irresistible? But, you know, God is good. He really helps me and... And uh, we're going to share with you some of those things this morning. So number one, fill in the blank. Give us the idea. Fill in the blank. Um, there are handouts in the back there if you would like to get one. If somebody hand me one handout, please. Um, I just need one here. Oh, there's one right here. Thank you. Thank you. There's one right here. If you don't have one, make sure you get ones because you're going to... Uh, number one, help us to fill in the blank. Shower? Surprise. Uh-huh. All right. There you go. Surprise. Let's do that one. Surprise your spouse with love notes, gifts, or what? Flowers. Okay? Now, I'm sure a lot of you, if not all of you, have 
a box in your closet somewhere full of letters. Well, maybe they don't write letters anymore. With the oh, they do. Electronic yes, they do. age. Yeah. You think they still do? Oh, they still do. Yeah. <laughs> How many of you have a, a memory box where, let me see, oh, there we go, memory boxes where you all the letters you get, all the little notes or all the little things you do. Wasn't that fun? Is that, a past, is that a past tense? Wasn't that fun? Or can we say, is it still fun? Let, let me just it's ask. Is, is, that, is that okay if I pick on you for just a moment? Sure. Okay, you've been married 48 years. Okay? By the way, 48 years. Look at my hand again. 48 years. Wonderful. I'm glad they're here. Let me ask you something. You've been married 48 years. Would you say that you don't care for little notes anymore because that's, that's just, you know, you, you're past that stage in your life. True or false? False. Husbands, did you hear that? She's been married 48 years, and yet the little notes and the little stuff still important and relevant to you. So no one here can tell that that's only for people who are young, or people who are just dating, or those who are only married the first year. Wives, help me out, wives. Is it still important to you? Yes. Do you hear that, husbands? Now, husbands, is it also important to you? There's only one husband here, two husbands. <laughs> oh, I see, that's what I asked the ladies first, you know, but we all like to be surprised. We, we like, you know, there's, my wife does something, and I love when she does it. I, you know, I'm a pastor, I come late, Sometimes we don't see each other. She leaves at 4 in the morning because she, she works very early. And then, and then I lift at midday, and then I don't come by until about 10. By the time I come home, she's already asleep. And, and I come home, and I come to the bathroom, and here I find on the, I have a big mirror just for me. You know, she wanted to have two separate sinks. So she have a big sink on the side there. I have my sink over here with a big mirror. And then I find these wonderful notes with a lipstick right on the mirror. Ah, that makes my day, huh? Or I find something right there on the sink. Something that, you know, something like even, I know you're tired, I know you're late. When you get into bed, just hug me. Ah, and I go there and I just hug her, you know. It's a, we men, we like that, you know. So that little, you know, the, the, the lunchbox, the, 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 under the table, the, under the bed, under the pillow. It's, it's exciting today. Amen? Right? Yes? No? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. All right. Number two. I just want to say something to something you said that reminded me of. That 48 years ago, we were at camp, Carolina camp meeting when it was on Mount Cook Academy. Uh-huh. That's where we got married. During camp meeting. Camp meeting. Oh. All right. So two, two years from now, let's make sure that we celebrate the wedding, the, the gold anniversary at a camp meeting. You All right, to, we gotta do you it. You need yeah. to have a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something very special. Something years. very special. Number two. Let's go to number two. Help us out. Number, number two. Number two. Always use blank days blank. Always use dating days courtesy. Dating days courtesy. What is that? What is dating days courtesy? Well, there you Open go. Open the doors. Help us out. What else? Nice. Sit on the table. Very good. Pull out the chair. Hell with your coat. Yes. You know, you're getting in the coat. Honey, you know, open the coat. Put the arm here and there. 
Um, or give her his coat when, it, when it's cold. Oh, right? yeah. Oh. Just take off the coat and put it on her, right? Um, now, in my country, I, I, Colombia, Venezuela, you know, we get something here. I, I don't think this is as popular here, but um, when you're walking down on the, on the sidewalk, you never have the wife facing the traffic or the lady, the lady yeah. facing the traffic. So you always, if you're walking on the sidewalk, the man is walking on the side of the traffic. And the, I mean, it's something, it may seem something very simple of that, but you know, you're walking down, you just put her on the side and it just, just makes her feel that she is protected. special, that you're protecting her. Just those uh, courtesy type things that you do. Are these things out of date? Do you still, you think that after 48 years you don't need courtesy anymore because you've been married together? I mean, you stuck with her. You still appreciate courtesy, all right? So, uh, definitely, it's a... I enjoy them. I have them. You have them. You enjoy them. Absolutely Mm. good. All right. Number three. Number three. Number three. Say, I love you, blank, making blank contact. What do you say? Very good. There we go. Say, I love you frequently, frequently, making eye contact. How many of you remember the first time you actually had eye contact with your spouse? Whoever your spouse, you do remember that, okay? Ah, I see, look at the smile on her. It's like she could just, she's rehearsing that moment. Anybody else remember that? When you first locked Over eyes. there in the back, you remember the first time you have eye contact, yeah? All right, I tell you, I remember the day and the time when I have eye contact with her for the first time. It was April 17, 1994. Four at 2.45 in the afternoon. <laughs> we were at a Sweet 16, and I was in the room. I was standing, talking to some friends, and I saw that big door swing open, and here come this gorgeous woman, you know, with the air go- her hair going like this. And, I lo- and she looked at me. I look at her, and the whole room froze. And I became like a owl. I could turn hundred. I won't forget that. It was a special thing. So the, having the eye contact, it is so crucial that you still practice that in the morning. When you, when you leave in the morning or in the evening, just hold that face and say, Honey, I love you. <laughs> there is something about looking at each other's eyes. There is power when you look at each other's eyes. We have some friends that do these type of seminars together, and they actually do an exercise where they have a couple stare at each other for five minutes without saying absolutely nothing. You could really see what couples have forgotten, what does it look like. I mean, it's just that you see men sweating. You see wives like they just don't know what to do. And, and it's just like, because we, we, we stop doing these amazing things that makes us look irresistible to one another. And, and he was telling us one couple, one guy came to them after and he says, I'm so glad. The first two minutes, it was like the most painful thing I have ever done <laughs> in the last 10 years. They've been married for like 20 years or so. And he says, after I kept looking at her eyes, staring at her eyes, he said, I now I realize I've forgotten how beautiful her eyes were. Forgotten. 
Because we just get enwrapped in so much of this life that we just stop doing the wonderful things that are still crucial, even after 48 years of marriage, all right? Number four, number four. Statement number four, blank your spouse in all blank decisions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Include your spouse in all important, important decisions. decisions. Especially those decisions that have to deal with money. Uh, money, it's a big, big deal in marriage. And uh, we advise couples to have a budget in their home uh, so that they know how much money comes in and they decide how they're going to spend it and together make a decision about that. Um, a lot of couples do have it already and we, you know, we commend you for that. But if you don't, we advise that you um, seek a financial advisor or someone that can help you set up a budget. There is even um, online, you can even um, search for how to build a budget and, and you can just work from there. But it's very, very important that you do that. Let um, me just tell you a couple of items in our budget that, that are, that are keeps us, uh, <coughs> help us survive. Okay, a couple of items, a couple of lines. One is called out the um, uh, blowout. Blowout item or blowout money. A blowout money. Okay, this is we put money there that we can use whichever way we want to use it. We also have another item that is our petty cash, individual petty cash. She gets something, I get something. I don't have to report to her anything of what I use of that money. So that's my money. I could use it. I can save it and go on a vacation on my own. And she will she has nothing to say about it. Alright? No, just kidding. Um, and the third item that we have, yeah, don't get any ideas on that one. All right. And the third item, now we have uh, both of our parents are uh, in the area. She has her parents in Florida. I have my parents living with me. And when you have family that is living with you, it, it, it can be sometimes a little strenuous, you know. Uh, who are we going to help? How are we going to help? They need something and they need that. And, and it may seem like, well, you, you know, we're giving more money to your parents. We, now, we, we decided to have a, a, a set amount that is called helps. Helps. And so she has her helps amount. I have my helps amount out of the budget. So uh, if I want to give $100 to my parents, it's there. If you see $100 out, it's coming out of that account. And, and it's already a set amount. So we can do help in anywhere. If you do it on a monthly basis, you know, she does it on a monthly basis. Um, and so all that really helps to maintain a lot of the clarity that how finances are, are, are utilized in the family. But that's why it's so important to include each other in especially those important decisions. Um, don't come out with a Lexus um, on the driveway. Mom morning says, honey, I bought you a Lexus. And then you don't have the money to pay for it. No, the blow yeah. money is you can just you can just go and, and just or, or use it for emergencies or, 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 or even well no we have the emergency oh, yeah. uh, fund that the blow money is like uh, yeah it's just just blow out, blow it out just whichever 
not wasted, not necessarily wasted, but you know, sometimes you come to a moment, let's say we, we, we have, we have our, our, our um, what we call recreational money activities, right? Well, we, we run out. But we, they blow out money. But we, we're in the Carolinas. We're in we the Carolinas. And I'm going to take the kids today <laughs> to uh, do uh, the whitewater rafting, where our, our recreational money is run out, especially in the summer, runs out pretty quickly. But we have some blowout money. So we don't, we don't know worry about going and taking the whitewater rafting because we got some money there that can be utilized for any other purpose that you want, you want to use. So it's, it's like a little cushion there, or um, some people may call it. Uh, um, um, uh, there's there's a, there's a, a technical uh, no, number for what that name for that. It's called um, discretionary. Yeah, yeah, your discretion type. Yeah, but you know this is not a, a, a financial class, but it's just just a little tips and ideas that you can you can use. All right, number five. Number five, blank your spouse for small or big blank. Thank, okay, close. Close. How about this one? Compliment. Compliment your spouse for small or big achievements. You are the cheerleader of your spouse. Not the neighbor, not the head deacon, not the pastor, not the pastor's wife. You are the cheerleader of your spouse. You are the one who. Go, go, go. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's something small, right? But just the thought that he or she is trying to do something, just compliment that. Encourage him. Encourage. Uh, when I first moved to the United States back in 92, um, I had a couple that I loved them with all my heart because they adopted me as, as their son for for a season time, and um, she was an, uh, an amazing woman. She was incredibly intelligent. She had two PhDs, and it was, came out such a blessing because she was a, um, she was a PhD of linguistics. So she was the director of the linguistic program in the Rockport University in New York. So when I came in, she just retired, and, and she says, oh, Rupert, I'm going to really help you with your English, because I, as you can tell, I still need help with that. But... Uh, she, she took me under the wings, and they adopted me, and then I started working, and she played the piano, she played violin, she sang. Amazing. Intelligent. But she had one issue. She never learned how to cook. So what they did is every day they go out to Bonanza. I don't know if any of you remember Bonanza. It was like a, um, buffet. a buffet. You know, they, oh, every day they go to Bonanza. But, you know, I was a recently newcomer. To, I was corporating here, and I didn't have money to go to Bonanza every day. So I will do the little things I learned from home. You know, you could do some rice. You could do some, some beans here and there and put some salads and all that. And, and then she realizes that cooking is not that, you know, that, that difficult. And then she kind of, you know, she comes to the refrigerator, and she finds the little pot of beans there, and she says, can I try some? She says, yeah. And it says, it's not hard. I said, you know, just put boil some water, put the beans there, let them boil, and put some salt and, and, and put some something, whatever you want to put in there. And she's like, oh, that's great. And then she kind of began to say, I want to try some at home. And then, and then she goes, and now she brings some salad, and then she, she begins to do, you know, because their kitchen was spotless every single day. You know, it was like the cleanest kitchen I will ever see. And now she's there trying to do some things, and, and then she's not doing anything spectacular, 
to just opening some cans and putting some things there and just trying. And the husband comes with this apron. He bought an apron for her that said, my number one cook. And one day while she's opening some cans and she's mixing some, some, some pre-cooked tomatoes and things like that, nothing fancy, he comes with ceremonial uh, uh, posture and she says, honey, turn around. Let me crown you today because you're my number one cook. And she was like, really? And I mean, she, she's doing nothing. <laughs> she's absolutely, I mean, my eyes, she's, I'm comparing her with mom and she's like, you're doing absolutely nothing. You're getting all that degree for nothing. You know, it's like. But the husband, he was, he knew that 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 the way to keep a marriage is you what? You compliment her. You compliment her. You know? Until one day, she was doing some toast there, some some toast, you know, and and I think she forgot to move it from 10. You know, she had it like a 10. And then um, somewhere in the house, and, and we hear like, beep, 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 beep. And then we come down there to the kitchen, and there she is. She comes out of, uh, of, of the kitchen. It's, in, it's, it's just engulfed in, in, in smoke. And she comes out with a toast, you know, like Rambo, you know, coming out of, a, of like one of the war movies. And, and she's just like, and the guy sitting at the table, and she says, honey, I'm so sorry. I burned. The toaster all burned. And I'm sorry. And, and he looked at her and says, sweetheart, no worries. I read somewhere that charcoal is really good for digestion. <laughs> charcoal, really good. You got to find ways to always bring your spouse higher than when she is, right? As the key. You make if it. If something comes out wrong, just find a twist to it. Find a twist to it, all right? <laughs> six. Number yes. six. Whatever works, whatever you like, whatever, you, and you by this time you probably know. If the you don't exercise, know, I'm asking. The exercise that we did on Monday, that should tell you a little bit of. What are the what things that he likes or she prefers. likes? Yeah? Mm-hmm. If you miss Monday, you may want to ask for those handouts. Number six. Number six. Number six. Blank monthly or weekly dates include. Uh huh. Yeah, plans, schedule, monthly or weekly dates. Include? Include blank. What do you include? What do you include? Include your spouse. We're hoping you I, do. I can tell that's why you last so long. Because you always include your spouse in, <laughs> in those dates. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Include. Surprise dates include surprise dates. What is a surprise date? I love those. I really love surprise those. Surprise dates keeps the flame alive. Oh, man, I tell you. Uh, when my wife comes and leads me and tells me, you know, uh, what are you doing uh, Thursday night? I have a board meeting. Cancel it. Can you cancel it? <laughs> and I said, do I have to? says, you better. <laughs> You know, just just come out with, with things and don't tell them what it is. You tell you know, just have something special for us to do Saturday night, Sunday night. Oh, you get home and the kids are not home. Where are the kids? Says, no worries. They're all taken care of. You kill them? Says, no, no. no. 
No, no, there, there we grandma, you know, just shower and we're going to do something special tonight, you know. So it's just something that, it, it, just that surprise factor brings the, the makes it so irresistible. Uh, you want to be with that woman. You want to be with that man. Longer than <laughs> And you. make sure you plan them because if you uh, don't plan dates, guess what? They never make it. Never going to happen. Yeah. We put so them in the calendar. Put them in the calendar. Yeah, it will never happen. We're going to have a date on this date. Yeah. Don't plan anything. So. Yeah, absolutely. Seven. Help us out. Seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Let me, let me just before seven. Uh, it's right there on six at the bottom. There's our website. Info at beforever1.org. Send me an email. I'll send you the PDF file of the 101 ideas for you to have fun days. Just print it and have have fun with it, all right? I'd love to hear. Tell us a story. You know, send us some email. Tell us, we just did this. It was hilarious. It was amazing. We really had a great time. And uh, when you do the 101 all together, if you tell me we did them all together, just send us an email. We'll give you a special prize, all right? So we'd love to hear those of you who did them all. Some of them you have to plan a little bit ahead. Yeah, yeah, you will have to. Seven. Take, take 15 to 20 minutes, very good, to talk openly and, <clears throat> very good. That is Without just so hard. How many of you have little ones at home still? Little, little ones? ones at home. Yeah. You find that that's hard to do with the little ones around? Yeah? Whose fault is it? The kids? <laughs> I have to blame somebody. Yeah? Ah, okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we parents sometimes we. If you saw the video earlier, uh, some of us parents can get into our role of parenting so emerge into the role of parenting that we forget to nurture our spouses. And I see this often and often and often happening more and more. And of course, the kids are not at fault. They're not at fault. They they don't know any better. They didn't come. They didn't ask to come. They didn't ask to be born. You brought them, or maybe it was an accident, you never planned them. But anyways, they're here. And if you do not purposely take time to nurture the marriage relationship, the highest divorce rate happens on what they call empty nest syndrome. Yeah, the kids leave the house, and what happens? There is absolutely nothing in common that holds that couple together. What, what I do with myself? My kids are caught. I just dismissed the last one. And who is this man? Who are you? <laughs> I, I'm your husband. It, it happens when you don't purposely do that. Take the time to nurture the relationship. Now, one thing that the kids need to know, and you need to tell your children, you need to remind your children that mom and dad need time alone so they can be better mom and dad. You tell them that. And have them teach them to respect that time alone that you have. And you know, you, 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 need, you, you need to figure out what that looks like because you, your schedule's all different. You, you, you know what, what time he comes in, what time she goes. But whatever time it is, if it's after they go to bed, do it. 
But if some of you don't have the luxury because some of you have to be in bed by 5, 6, 7 in the evening because you're waking up at 3 in the morning. So you have to figure out when that is. And if there has to be in a time where everybody's up and you only have a time to just connect for 15 minutes, you got to teach the kids and you say, sweetheart, mom and dad, I'm going to go to the room for 15 minutes. We need quiet time. And they go like, really? And says, yeah. And so you have to reward them. You say, okay, here it is. VeggieTales. Put, put a movie of VeggieTales. Something. Just, and then it says, when we're done with the 15 minutes, we have a special reward for you. Well, 15 minutes can be a long time for a toddler. You know, three-year-old. For you. How, how do you handle that? Would you, just, just start them out with five or three minutes. You know, train them up and says, mom and I are going to go to the room for five minutes. And so you go to the room for five minutes. You stare at each other for five minutes. There's not much you can do in five minutes. But you say, when that, when, that, when that alarm clock goes off, you come and knock on the door, we'll have something for you. you know? And then you train them that way. And then, and then, then you increase it from, from 5 to 10, to 10 to 15, from 15 to 30, from 30 to one day, from one day to a week. You know? <laughs> so whatever, whatever works for you, but you've got to train the kids and let them know mom and dad are going to be better mom and dad if they have some time alone. Very good. Number eight. Number eight, be blank to anger and blank to apologize. That's ah, whoa, that's a good one right there. Whoo, be slow to anger and quick. Mm-hmm. You want to kill your marriage overnight? How many of you want to kill your marriage overnight? Just swap that. Just swap that statement. Swap it. How do how how is it going to sound if you swap it? Be quick to anger and what? That's, that's, the, that's the best marriage killer in the world if you do that. But if not, if you want to say, if you want to look attractive, you want to look irresistible to your spouse, practice this biblical counsel for us today. Number nine. Number nine. Express how you blank and resolve conflicts blank. Express how you feel. That's right. And resolve conflicts. And resolve conflicts peacefully. Peacefully. Yeah. Peacefully. Okay. Now this one is a definitely uh, this this one is a is a hard one to do. Many couples stop trying to resolve conflict. Why? Help me out. Mm-hmm. Because what? Because you're not gonna win. They tried, but it never works. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Absolutely. But many couples try, but they don't succeed. So what they do is they completely choose to not to face anything. Just put it where? As they say, put it under the rug and stuff it and, and, and hoping, wishing that one day, it'll get resolved. That's a trap, a very huge trap. That, that's, a, that's a filling up the balloon with water and never closing the tap. But it's going to happen. You know, it's, not, it's nice to see the water going into the balloon, but if you didn't close the tap, what tap is going to happen? That balloon is going to what? It's going to burst. 
So we like to suggest there's a, and this is not from us here. This we got this from um, Gary Chapman, Steve Steven. It's, it's a very page two. If you wanna just, uh, we don't have a lot of time to do. We only have a few more minutes here, but I I'd like to just get you kind of. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get on number ten. That's the last one. Thank you for reminding us. We're gonna get there. Fifteen uh, minutes. But we'd like to just give you at least. And, and now some, a lot of you here are, are not with your spouse, but I, I'm going to invite you at least to find someone, even if you're a female, we female. Let's do just a little exercise of practice here, okay? Um, we find this exercise to get us on the mode of, of, of resolving conflict peacefully, the most easiest um, technique that, that I have ever found to help couples engage into a conversation time where they can resolve something in a very effective way, all right? So here's the first thing you do. The first thing you do is look at number one. I want to read that with me. The, how do you introduce that dialogue? It says, something is what? Bothering me. Is this a good time to what? Why do you want to ask permission if this is a good time? Because it may not be the best time to solve. Exactly, and a lot of us, especially like me, if I'm a lion, I want things resolved on the spot. Now, for those of you who are here for parenting, you know what I'm talking about, right? If I'm a lion, I want things done right on the spot, at the moment, right now. Now, remember, I'm married to a golden retriever. Some of you are talking, what are you talking about? <laughs> you, you have to be here with parenting class. So, get the handouts. I'm married to a golden retriever. Golden retrievers take a lot of warming up. They need a lot of warning because they're just, you know. And beaver. And, and beaver. beaver and beaver. She's a beaver combination golden retriever. You know, she just, they, they're, they're slow. They're, they're, you know. So if I want to resolve something right on the spot, she's not going to function. She doesn't function on a lion's terms. Okay. So I need to ask, is that a good time so we can talk about this? Now, I found out that, at least for her, they're very, I need to find out a couple of things. Number one, she needs to be fed. If she's hungry. If you're hungry, it's not a good time. She cannot process anything. <laughs> I learned that early as we were dating. You know, the moment it's your schedule. You know, you eat at 7, you eat at noon, you eat at 6. Me, uh, I can eat every other week. And I'm okay with that. You know, not her. So I need to find out what are the things, the time that are good for. So you ask that question. Some things bother me. Is it a good time to talk about it? What, what, what can you get? What can you get as an answer? Yes or no? Sure. Sure, that, that's good. Or not, not right now. Then what do you say next? When? When will be a good time? When will be a good time? What about tonight? Sure, tonight. Okay. So then you get together. And so let's just do the little, let's, let's just do a little role play here. All right? Come over here. Got my pen. Can I? You want to start? Okay. All right. Got my pen here. Here's, here's the, I'm a lion. I need to keep, I need to talk. I'm a lion. And a, can you make a combination lion and order? I'm a lion. I'm an order. I have an expert here on, on temperaments, uh, uh, Pastor Bryant. Well, what is a lion in the, what is a lion in the terminology of, is a choleric. What is an order in the, 
sanguine. So can you imagine that? I'm a choleric sanguine. It's just like very strong personality. I, I need to be talking all the time. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, we get to the room and she said, I was supposed to say that. <laughs> you took my line. Took my line. So because that, uh, when we're having discussions, it's, it's I take over and I take longer. I am the talker in the relationship. She's the one that I need to fish the words out of her. How many of you married somebody who is a talkative? Let me see your hands. The one who talks. You married the one who talks? Okay. Who married the one that doesn't talk? Let me see your hands. All right. So as you, <laughs> as you can tell, you know, we, we're married. It's the nature of the beast. There's usually the talkative and the one that had a hard time talking. You know, so, but this technique really helps us. Because what I do is, is I can only talk maximum three minutes. Very hard. Maximum three minutes. And I can only talk while I have what? The pen and the hand. So bring a timer with you. So bring a timer with you. That's going to be good for those who like to talk. Yes, yeah. because then the one that's listening, when this one is talking, 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 no end, guess what? He lost me in the first minute. Yeah, already. After He's 30 minutes me complaining, she shut down already. She's just like, yeah. What did I say? And she says, well, I don't know what you said. <laughs> right? So then after the three minutes, then she gets the pen, and then she... Begins the conversation. Here, here it is. I'm going to put it on the screen for you. You have it there. But here are the simple things that you want to do when you're doing the conversation. You say, how I feel. This is how I feel. Number two, do you understand my concern? Number three, what do you think about it? And number four, how are we going to solve it? It's right there in your, in your handout. So um, we only have 10 more minutes, so I guess we, we need to pass past it. But... Do me a favor. If you can do this in your room, for those of you who are here with your spouse, just pick something. Pick an issue. Pick an issue. Pick an issue and just go and practice that. You know, uh, now if you're afraid uh, that, that the pen might do some damage, get a noodle, you know, or something. You know, but something in your hand, you know, that, that will tell you you can only talk when you, have, you only have the floor when you have the pen on your hand. And no more than three minutes. So you can do that exercise. We find it very, very, very um, workable and it exercise. Keeps yes, the, it keeps the heat down. You may want to do that, but I can tell you, this yeah. exercise will not that. give you will not take an hour. When you use these simple steps. In 30 minutes, we have seen, we do this in the, when we do our weekends. Remember, we're, we're trying to cram something that we're doing a whole weekend. When we do this, we have had couples, we only give them about three minutes. That's all we give them to, to the exercise, three to five minutes. We have come couples and say, you have no idea. We resolved something that we had, have been able to resolve for years, and it's only five minutes. Five minutes. So if you practice that and you follow the format in a simple way, you'll yeah, be surprised how quickly it is that you end up with a, with a, a quick solution on that. All right. Number 10. What is number 10? Anybody want to fill in the blank for number 10? Huh? Always. Are you sure? 
All right, here it is. Number 10. <laughs> as long as you are in a marriage relationship, as long as you are in relationships, until Christ comes, we will always do something that will hurt the other person. Is that right? I mean, I, I love this woman and I'm trying to be an irresistible husband. I, I, I told you already, I neglected this for the first 10 years of my life. Then of your marriage. The, of the, yeah. The, of my, mar my marriage life. <laughs> and I really had to work the last 10 and, and I still have to come back and say, you know, I'm sorry or she have to say I'm sorry and we have to forgive. Now, if, for those of you that we're here, uh, what was, when was it, Wednesday? We talked about forgiveness. If not, you can take the handout and um, we can um, just exercise that. Absolutely crucial for a marriage to last um, the entire um, life of the marriage. Okay. Now that we're done, we have seven more minutes. We can do this. Yes. Please. There are 12 steps in the bonding process for boys and girls to get together and think they want to get married. When you are that close together, look at each other in the eye. In Genesis, it said God breathed into Adam the breath of life. On your next trip to Hawaii, when you say aloha, it means the breath of God. Huh. Wow. And by the way, Dr. Eldon Chalmers' book, I gave you guys a copy. Yes. It's worth its weight in gold. It's out of print, but there are 50 in the Book and Bible House. <laughs> if you haven't get a chance to get it, Dr. Chalmers passed away years ago. Healing of the Broken Brain. Amen. And it addresses the psychology of some of these issues you deal with. Thank you. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank now, if, the, if some of you don't know uh, Pastor Brian, he, he's uh, uh, done this for uh, for many 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 years. He has, they had administered uh, at 16 PA for over 30,000 people and have held hundreds and hundreds of marriages and families. And I'm so honored that you're here with us this morning to share this moment with us. Um, now this is what you have. You have your sheet. You got your answers. So my wife is going to tell you what we're going to do next. Okay. So uh, for those of you who are here with your spouse, we're going to have you do a little exercise. Go ahead and exchange papers. Okay? Exchange papers. If your spouse is here, go ahead and exchange your papers. Or you can take an extra one, have your, uh, fill it out and, and do it with your spouse later on. So, um, if your spouse is not here, you can do this later. Take a copy with you from the back table. All right? But those who are here with their spouse, we're going to do this. All right? So, everybody switched? All right. So, now that you have this sheet in front of you, you are going to put a check mark on the five that to you are important that your spouse does to you or does with you. Okay. So you can look at the screen. You just put a check mark on those statements that are important to you, um, that you feel most loved 
if your spouse would do this to you or with you. Okay? So five. I know you want to check them all, but we're going to work on, on a few at a time. Can you pick the top five already? The Everybody top, done? The five that matter most to you. Yes. Okay? You wanna, you, in other words, you want to let your spouse know these are the five that... Speak love to ah, me. These are the five that if you do them to me, you're going to look so irresistible to me. Top five. Anybody else? Uh, one more minute or we're done? Okay, now, switch back. Switch back. Return to the rightful owner, the piece of paper. And what you're going to do next is I want you to look at the five. Get familiar. Look at the five that, that he or she checked for you. Look at the five. Look at them. Get familiar with them. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Oh, wow. Some of you are like, I knew that. Some of, I you are, that. some of you are like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay? So, your top five. Now, here's what you're going to do. Do you see the little circle that you see next to the check marks? You see the little circle right next to the number? Out of the five that are checked, the five that your spouse checked, you're going to focus on three. You're going to check mark three. Out of the five, three that you say, okay, I get it. These are the five you like. I'm, going to, I'm not going to give you all the five, but I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you three. So check, the, check three that you are going to commit to do. Three that you are going to commit to do. Maybe the three that you do the least. Maybe the three that you hardly do. Maybe the three that you never do. And then you put a check mark right there, and you say, I, I'm going to commit to these three. For the next 40 days, I'm going to become an expert. For the next 80 days, I'm going to get a master's degree on that. For the next six months, I'm going to become a doctor, a PhD on these three. All right? And then when and you then have you a... Keep when add, you, you can add later and, and on. When, yeah, when you get a PhD on it, then you, you add the other two. You give them, honey, I'm an expert on these three. I'm going to give you the two more. To the five, all right? Right there, got it? Now, for those of you who are here together, husband and wife, I'll give you a minute to share. Go ahead and share which are the three. Tell him, honey, these are the three that I'm going to do for you. Wives, begin the wives sharing. Said, honey, these are the three that I'm going to give you. So the three I'm going to do for you. Okay, wives, you're sharing? Don't be shy. Share, tell your husband. These are the three. These are the three you like. These are the three I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you. I'm going to give you these three.
Okay, wives, now husbands, share. You tell him, what are the three? Now, for those of you who don't have your spouse here, I know you already been rehearsing this in your mind. How am I, how am I going to make this work when I see her? How am I going to get this work when I... Make sure you take a... Do we have extra handouts? Yes. Okay. They're in the back. Okay, so um, take a handout. Do this little fun with your spouse. Do the exercise. Exchange. Um, and you'll be surprised uh, how um, this will, will be a blessing to both of you. <laughs> <clears throat> right, rap, okay. rap. I'm curious just to know how many of you uh, couples picked this exact same five? The exact same five. Ah. You know what that means? Ah. That means that each of you perceives love in a different way. Hmm. Your love languages are a little bit different. The same things that tickle me are not the same things that tickle him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the purpose of this exercise is for you to become an expert because these things won't come naturally. Things that your spouse likes because they speak a different love language do not come naturally to you. So now you have them in front of you and you will become experts at that. Okay. Now, do we have a, a brave wife or a brave husband that would like to share with us what they found out yeah. and what you're purposing uh, yourself to do? I know we only have a minute or two. Uh, maybe we're over. So just a quick one. Share one. One that you commit to do. You're going to have to redo it. <laughs> well, tell me, which one of hers are you committing to do? One that you're committing to do. One that, she, that is important to her. One. Give me one. What is it? Let's give my hand to this husband here. Give my hand. Wonderful. He is something that is important to his wife. All right. So another brave wife, brave husband that says... I'm going to share one. One I found out this, this is important to anybody. Another brave wife and the brave husband says, one. Or maybe I had forgotten this. Yeah. One more. Okay. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Let's give my hand to this brave wife. He that says, I will continue to forgive, forgive, forgive. All right. One more over there. Wow, okay. Add that down right at the bottom, okay? So you got yours too. Which one do you... Uh... So I wanted to ask you the, uh, the gift. They got this new thing out now that's really working well. It's called instant forgiveness. We recommend you try it. Ah, <laughs> okay. All right, one more. I want to hear one more spouse, brave husband, brave wife says, this is one thing I picked today that I'm going to really commit to do for my spouse. 
One more. We ran out of time. One more. Here is one husband here that's going to say one thing. Plan the monthly, weekly days. Look in my hand to this brave husband here who is going to just purposely do that. Well, thank you so very much for the time. I think we run out of time. Um, thank you so much for being such a great crowd. May God bless you. May you thrive in your families as husbands, wives, and parents. May I have a closing prayer here uh, for these, these couples here? Come here. I'm going to ask my wife to have a short prayer for all those who are wives, and I'll have a short prayer for the husbands. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity that you have given us to spend this week together. And thank you for um, the love that you have poured on each of these marriages, each of these wives, and each of these husbands here. And I ask that you please continue to guide and bless these wives as they continue their lives as mothers and as wives and companions and best friends. And uh, please give them grace, give them uh, wisdom as they lead their home and their children. In Jesus' name I pray. And God, I commend to you these men and every husband that is represented here by their, by their wives and future husbands. I pray, Father, that in the name of Jesus, you will give us the empowerment that only you can give us to fulfill the role of Christ in our households, to love our wives the way God, the, the way Jesus loved the church and gave his life for it. May we represent you on a daily basis. May our unconditional, faithful, determined love for our spouses be uh, uh, the greatest statement that our, our children, our, our community, our churches will see. May we have the, the daily reminder that we are the house bands, the ones who, who bring the house together, who holds the house together. And by doing so, Lord, we will prepare homes and families and children that will be ready for your coming. We ask all this. Special blessing upon our family ministries director, uh, Pastor Bates and his wife, and for the leadership of the Carolina Conference, and for all they have done for us this week to be able to grow spiritually and closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Ruber and, and Ketty. Uh, have you been blessed this week? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Just a couple of quick things. Uh, if you want to be irresistible to your spouse, here's one more opportunity. August the 11th through the 13th, an opportunity for a second honeymoon at the Riverstone Resort and Spa in Pigeon Forge. We have a, a marriage retreat. Now, there's more information on the conference website about that. Uh, I'd encourage you to bring a group from your church and uh, have uh, uh, several couples from your church come and, and uh, share that experience together. Again, that's August the 11th through the 13th. And there are, it's uh, limited space to only 50 couples, so keep that in mind. And one last thing is you should have a, a blue sheet there very close to you. If you would just take a moment to fill that out, and as you leave, put it on the table in the back. Uh, that helps us in future planning for, for camp meeting and, and also for um, family ministries throughout the, the year. So God bless you. Have a, a great rest of the day and a fantastic Sabbath. Thank you.